podcast um, i'm not sure what number it is but it doesn't really matter because it's a special edition today um i'm my name is Wallace Renzi. if you don't know me if you don't know my my um, voice i hope you do and i'm not alone and this time i'm not here with mike or rj or anyone from the fratello team but we have a very special guest um and this is a very special episode hopefully the first of many where we are focusing on um, a brand and um, their history, some background information, and maybe we'll bring something new at the end of the episode. So uh, make sure you stick with us. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you Singer Reimagined and the man, the myth, the legend behind uh, Singer Reimagined, Marco Boracino. Marco, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Balash. Great to be to be here with you and with your uh, listeners. And uh, thank you for your sweet words. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, My pleasure. I, I'm, I'm really happy to be to be here and to to have this chance to to share a bit of uh, of uh, the inspiration and the story behind uh, behind uh, the brand. And uh, yeah, we we have some some new thing to share with uh, with everybody as well. So just stay tuned. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, Marco. We've we've met quite a few times already, and I kind of followed uh, the brand from the very very first uh, models um, up until now. And I think the last time we saw each other was during uh, Dubai Watch Week, which was back in November uh, two thousand nineteen. So just uh, well, almost a year ago, actually. Wow. Um, different times, nice weather, uh, no Corona. And, um, and that was, you know, and obviously 2020 was a bit different for everybody, right? It's, it's not how I guess any of us imagined the year, uh, would be. Um, but that time when we were talking, um, in Dubai, we kind of went back into, into, um, your past and your childhood because it's, I think it's very interesting to talk a bit about the the people behind the brand, especially when we talk about auto luxury brands like Singer, right? Um, because a lot of people associate you and um, and your face, and obviously Rob and uh, Singer with Singer Reimagined, but um, or not but, but because um, we have this this combination of the person and the brand. Would it be possible for you? to give us a bit of a rundown on, on your background. So, you know, starting about your childhood and where you grew up, because um, I know design is something that's always been in your life. So why don't you, why don't you talk a bit about that? Yeah, definitely. With pleasure. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm Italian. Uh, maybe, maybe my name uh, can unveil it already. But uh, I'm Italian. I was born in, uh, in Milan. Uh, in the north of Italy, uh, almost 40, I mean, 46 years ago. So my story is getting longer and longer every year. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, 
Yeah, I, I was born in a in a in a family where uh, since my very early age, uh, I was uh, within art and uh, and design because uh, because of my parents and my grandparents' uh, passion for uh, for uh, it- design items and furniture and uh, and cars, uh, by the way. So I I grown up with a with a, my grandfather that was a, used to work in, in a bank but uh, his passion was painting and he was uh, some someone that uh, today we would define a, a geek probably he was the one buying uh, all the new colorful stuff that uh, you can imagine in the sixties and the seventies uh, came on the market. Telephone, television, radios, and I, I, I've been lucky enough to inherit all of these <laughs> objects from uh, from his house, and uh, I, I kept developing this uh, this passion for uh, vintage objects. Uh, and on the other side, my father was uh, was a guy working in the car industry, and uh, he transferred to me the, the passion for, for, for engine, for cars, uh, for sports car, and uh, that, that's what actually uh, built uh, in my early years uh, my passion for, uh, for the universe of, uh, of design in general. Then, growing up, I... I made my studies in Milan, and uh, as you probably know, Milan is a is a, is a city where you, you you can see a lot of uh, fashion, a lot of uh, design, uh, a lot of uh, you know nice and interesting things going on in terms of uh, uh, exhibition. And so I, I I've been always within this uh, this uh, atmosphere, within this universe. And I, I did my studies in, uh, in Milan, and uh, I, I was be, uh, among the first uh, getting into the industrial design uh, fac- faculty at the University of Milan, at the Politecnico di Milano. And uh, it was a uh, when I get into the school, I, I really wanted to become a car designer, actually. And and then I realized that. Uh, Design uh, is, is a much wider uh, universe, and, uh, I, and and I got trapped in, in different uh, designing different uh, items since the very early years of the of my academic uh, uh, path, and uh, in the end, uh, I realized that uh, eventually car design was not exactly what I wanted to do because uh, because uh, the, the, the Design process in car design uh, is uh, is really fragmented uh, normally when you work for a, for a big brand. So you very often uh, obliged to design just a little detail of a car instead of the full car. That was my, my dream actually. So I started designing accessories and uh, and uh, furniture and. Many many things. One of the first projects I did was a, a cell phone, and then I moved to packaging. Then, uh, which company did you design the cell phone for? It was it was did an Italian. Uh, it was okay. an Italian company, Italtel. I, I don't think they exist mm-hmm. anymore. 
I hope it was not my fault. Probably <laughs> 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 not. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, I, at, at the end of my, of my five years of uh, studies in Milan, I actually got a job in, a, in an Italian uh, watch manufacturer. Uh, they, they were among the first uh, back in the late 90s to, to offer uh, design services to brands, to clients. So we, we, we actually set up, me, uh, one engineer and one commercial guy, we set up a design studio uh, that was, uh, in a way, the, the midpoint between the client and the production that uh, the company used to, to own in Italy and uh, already in, in, in Hong Kong. And, uh, and voila, that was the place where I actually uh, discovered uh, my, my passion for, uh, for watches and my, and my watch career uh, started probably at that point. Uh, I spent a few years working with them, designing probably three, four watches a week. And uh, it was very intense. And we were among the first to offer like 3D printing back in the 90s. It was, it was quite, yeah, we were really ahead in terms of, uh, of our technologies. But uh, that, that was the, the experience that actually opened to me the door to then uh, more serious watchmaking because I, despite the fact that I left the company because I was getting bored of watches, uh, after a few months, uh, I got hired for, uh, from uh, Panerai. That back in time uh, was, uh, on the, was early 2000. Uh, they were uh, in, the, in the process to become a really very strong brand. And uh, they are hired me as uh, their first designer because they didn't have any designer in house. Uh, at that point. So you were one of the first designers at Panerai. Actually, the first. Then. The fir oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and towards the end of the 2000s, like 2000, I think, seven, six, seven, eight, Panerai was like the hottest commodity when, when one of the hottest commodities when it came to yeah. watches. Like I remember at that time, you know, the forums and everybody was wearing a Panerai and, or yeah. one of those knockoffs, the Marina Militare knockoffs from China in 2005, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, yeah, there were, I think many of of the guys at Fratello back in the day, the RJs also talked about this, and Michael, so that they all had and still have some of them. I think Panerai's because that was the thing back in the day. So it was Absolutely. quite a. It must have been amazing to see that success uh, within the company. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a an incredible uh, experience, and uh, it was actually the, the only brand that I, I wanted to work for. Back in, uh, back in the day. Uh, and it was the brand that uh, brought me back to watch design. Uh, of course, uh, the experience with the former uh, CEO of Panerai, with Mr. Bonatti, was, uh, was amazing. It was really, it was really great. This guy was, uh, was a, a tough guy, but, but uh, some, somebody that was really... Uh, you know, he, he, he did know where he wanted to go, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, he really had uh, a, 
clear idea of where you wanted to position the brand. And we had very tough discussion about uh, products uh, because, of course, a designer wants always to, to, to bring something more, to innovate. And, to, and it was a very, very uh, strong guard of the, of the heritage of the brand. But little by little, I, we were able to introduce new new things, and uh, it was uh, was really really an amazing time. Still today, most most of the people at Panerai are a very close friend of mine. But after a little while, uh, in at the end of two thousand eight, uh, I decided that uh, for me it was uh, the experience that I that I. I had at Panerai uh, was uh, was enough. At that point, uh, I, I, I used to run the design department for uh, for the brand, and but I decided to to move on and to, to change completely. And uh, I left Milan. I left Panerai, and uh, I moved to to Geneva. And uh, I was uh, probably crazy or uh, I don't know I was I was annoyed by, by by watches once more and I decided to change completely uh, the, 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 the the universe where, where I wanted to develop my career and I joined a, a huge multinational company as a, with a very high position whatever and after two weeks there, I, I realized I was missing watches like hell. <laughs> I mean, if you move to if you move to Geneva and you don't want to know about watches, then you probably, you probably went to the wrong yeah. city, right? Because it's like everywhere. It's like everywhere. For for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you've never been to Geneva. It's that was even, of course, especially during like SIHH and stuff. But even if it's just a regular day, watches as it's Switzerland and kind of one of the hearts of the watchmaking um, industry in Switzerland. It's really everywhere. I mean, wherever you go on buses and houses and, and billboards, all you see is this most prestigious watch brand, especially around the lake on the, on the, on the, on the hotels, the big signs that, uh, in the night. So, so yeah. the, the watch industry just took you back, back in again. In a way, yes, because, uh, it was, uh, I felt like I, 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 I had, Still, some more to, to to do and to develop in in, in the watch uh, community, in the watch uh, business industry. So I I decided, uh, despite a uh, big fight with the, with the, with the family, with uh, my my girlfriend back in time, I decided to resign from this uh, dream position in the big multinational company and to to set my own uh, design studio by my own. In Geneva, I at the time I didn't speak French at all, so <laughs> I, yeah, I it was a, it was a kind of a. But the exact day I, I decided to to open my own design studio, I dropped some email to my to some of my friends, and three days later I, I got the first appointment with the CEO of a very cool brand in, in Dresden that I, I cannot mm -hmm. name and uh, watch brand and, uh, watch brand and well, uh, I think when it comes to when you say cool there's only one brand in, in Dresden that you consider cool right these days 
they're all cool, but when it comes to like trendy cool, I'm, I don't know which one it is. We haven't mm. talked about it earlier, but but uh, it's, not, it's not trendy cool. Is uh, probably the, the, the oh, okay. The, the, the prestigious cool. The prestigious, yeah. Okay, then there's many. Yeah, mm, we'll talk about the, it after. Yeah. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what that was my my very first client, and it's I not started, bad, huh? As a starting point, was a uh, was quite quite good, quite quite exciting as well. And, and did uh, you did you focus on watches alone at that time, or was it a design yeah. studio for everything? It just so happened that okay. Uh, I started with watches, and and then I I always liked actually to to design any kind of uh, update. And uh, mm-hmm. during, I mean, from. 2009 to 2017, when uh, when uh, uh, we launched Singer, uh, I actually been working on uh, a huge variety of, uh, of objects, of products. Uh, watches uh, been being always the, probably the biggest part of my of my time in terms of uh, working time, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've been developing was designed for several brands during nine years by myself, uh, collaborating with brands, uh, mainly eye wash making brands. Uh, and, and it was, it was, it was cool. Honestly, it was uh, nice. I, I, you know, you're, uh, the, the boss of yourself, uh, you deal directly with your clients. It, it was, uh, really interesting. And by the way, uh, when I started my own business by 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 chance, I I, I met the, the director of the Design University of Geneva mm-hmm. and uh, invite me to 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 become a professor at the Design University in Geneva, where uh, I I actually used to work for the. The next nine years as well. Uh, I left when I when I launched Singer, and uh, after a couple of years, we realized that uh, there was no uh, wash design uh, teaching in Switzerland at the university level. So we we created the very first uh, wash design uh, course at the bachelor and master level. Uh, back in 2014, that was before uh, that everything was done by the brand, right, in house. So it yes. was not a, a centralized uh, institution, but it was done by certain yes, brands. Yes, st- let's say that still uh, is the case, but there was no official uh, teaching uh, for the, the wash design uh, profession, but very very easily. So it was very exciting and very, you know, it was, it was, uh, I cannot find the word, sorry. It was very exciting and, uh, and, and, and uh, very intense to develop. It must it. have been quite challenging to work for all those brands and uh, new clients, obviously from, not only from Switzerland, as you said, yeah. but also from a uh, German watch industry and, so then you had you were in Geneva. You are working with brands and obviously with, as you said, the university. So you are in and around watches. 
yeah. then you have this amazing um you know childhood surrounded with crazy uh designs i'm guessing like roger talon and and all these um great designers possibly many italians like jujaro and and um all those guys bertone how then when, what was the time when you you said okay this is this is the time to to put the two things together my my obviously passion for design but also the love and 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 uh, passion for watches and you know cr create singer and especially singer with with rob or well how did this whole collaboration come about and how did the the, the idea of singer um come to so you the um, i've been as i was saying before i've always been passionate about uh cars and uh when i arrived in geneva i after a couple of years i i bought my my first uh vintage uh, 9-11 uh, then things happened and i i had to sold it after a couple of years and since then i i was you know very very sad <laughs> not not to have that car anymore and uh one day i found on on the internet a couple of pictures of a of a guy in california that uh was making restoration of a vintage porsche 911 and uh i started following him and uh it happened that that, that guy was uh, was wrong Uh, so after a couple of years of uh, staring and and dreaming about uh, about these uh, incredible cars, one day I had uh, I had uh, the, the the courage to to drop in an email out of the blue completely. Okay. And uh, and I just to tell him how much I was in love with uh, with his uh, work with his cars. It was. Uh, uh, 2015, 14, 15. I don't remember exactly, and uh, I didn't expect any 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 reply to me, email, of course, because uh, a guy a, a guy like this, I, I think we receive a uh, hundred email a day uh, yeah. with the same content, and uh, half an hour later, I received I received this reply. <laughs> And uh, I was so surprised. And uh, we start exchanging by email. And uh, we, we find out that uh, we, we had a lot of things in common. And we shared a lot of uh, passion, of course, car, uh, vintage watches, and uh, music. So we, we start time by time to, you know, exchange. And... Uh, and One day I woke up and I said, what if Singer would make a watch? And that was the, the point where I realized that there was eventually something amazing that could happen uh, if uh, we would apply the Singer philosophy to iWatchMaking. And I asked him exactly the same question. Rob, What if Singer would make a watch? What a Singer watch would look like? So we started, you know, getting into, into a discussion like, like 
two friends at the bar drinking a beer and right, you right. dream about things. You dream about uh, everything. And uh, we immediately agreed that uh, it should have been a chronograph because uh, uh, chronograph is the, the function that uh, is, the, is, is, is most linked with, with cars. And yeah, uh, on, my, on my side, I, I started to design I, I started to to imagine things, and uh, one day I came with the idea of uh, improving what the chrono function uh, used to be for uh, for ages. Because uh, in terms of in terms of ergonomic, the problem you have with chronograph is that all the information are mixed together on the same dial. So I started to imagine uh, what uh, today is, is, is our uh, single track one. The, the, a watch with a, a central dial that is a chronograph and the peripheral uh, basal that tells you the time. I showed him, uh, I showed Rob uh, the sketches, the, some renderings, and he replied to me saying, Marco, we need to do this. We need to make it happen. And I mean, if for for you know those of uh, of the guys listening and who don't know who who um, Rob is, obviously we we're talking about Rob Dickinson, who himself is kind of a, a Renaissance man, right? Because he's he was born in Britain, he lives yeah. in Burbank. At least the, the the factory is in Burbank now, or the the garage. He was a musician. Now he's a car builder. So he's this. Um, yeah, I think just like you, he's he's been around. He did many, many, many things, uh, probably out of passion and love. Um, and he's just good at what he's doing. Uh, he was good at what he was doing, and and also with the cars. I mean, his or their concept of of a singer um, Porsche is 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 legendary. Some people say, you know, purists say, okay, this is that that's not really cool what they're doing because they're changing the car. But but um, others say this is just revolutionary how they are. Um, changing it but but improving and um i think in this case this um his whole you know the way he's he's looking at things and and life and and as i said how the projects and uh, the things he does is is just pure passion just met perfectly or matched perfectly with with your personality and uh, it's just amazing how the two of you could could uh, resonate especially that you're there in italian in, in switzerland and he's a british guy living in america <laughs> emailing and then boom all of a sudden uh, it's it, it turns out that you guys have uh, um, so many things in common so much so that you're actually starting um, or yeah. at least at this point designing a watch together yeah absolutely and what what was uh, really exciting me about uh, the singer philosophy that he was applying to car is that they didn't uh, change the the line. They didn't uh, exaggerate the mm-hmm. style of the car. They uh, how can can you say it? They they created tributes. They loved so yeah. much the Porsche 911 that they wanted to create the most perfect Porsche 911 using. Um, most of original parts and improving it in a way that even though it looks like a vintage car, you can drive it as a modern one. 
Exactly. And when I say modern, I don't mean uh, with a lot of technology on board. Modern in terms of uh, reliability, in terms of uh, uh, overall speed, acceleration, and, and driving experience. But the car is, is raw like a rally car. Yeah. So they the look is amazing. Yeah, the look is amazing because they yeah. they, they they probably uh, distilled the essence of the Porsche mm-hmm. 911 and took the best uh, part of a few generation together. Uh, so if so we the, if we change the word uh, Porsche into what you just said to 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 chronographs, then this is what Singer was for you. Exactly, I want. <laughs> to pay a tribute to chronograph improving the performances and the ergonomic of uh, what people know since uh, ages and making it more, uh, uh, I would say, accessible in terms of uh, the way you, you read information. Mm-hmm. And of and course... I, I, I hope so, but the, the point back in time was that the designing something is probably the most fun part of uh, all the story, but then you need to make it happen if you want to succeed. And uh, I knew that, technically speaking, it was possible to create such a, uh, a watch and such a movement, but in reality, I didn't have nobody in my pocket or in the drawer that was actually uh, willing to produce such a movement. So and it's a very complicated a, movement, right? I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a, uh, just, um, just a few words about, I mean, the movement, the caliber inside is, is not a module. It's not a, it's not a based on a, on a, um, you know, an off the shelf caliber. It's, um, it's designed from the ground up to, to exactly. set the purpose of the watch. So you, there, there was nobody in Switzerland that was uh, even keen to listen to me that I, I was asking around to create a new chronograph. Because, uh, as you probably know, the chronograph is actually one of the most complicated movements you can ever develop way more complicated than a, than a turbion, mainly when you come to complication like the one we, we developed, uh, because you need to imagine completely the architecture and of the movement itself. So it's not just a matter of uh, uh, changing the size of, of, the, of the counter or displacing a counter or whatever. It's a matter of reimagining deeply from ground from the ground the the idea itself of a chronographic movement and uh, I was starting to think that we would never uh, be able to to do it because uh, no no uh, watchmaker back uh, back in time was keen to to work for this for this because it was a titanic uh, venture and uh, the, the cost to make it was uh, was was huge because uh, you can imagine it, we're talking about a lot of money a lot of years of development to make it happen. And uh, as I was telling and you, as we know the, the, the watch industry is not really the most 
and it's not known for being the most flexible and jumping into <laughs> things immediately type of industry. So that, that's you, really need to, <laughs> <laughs> you really need to prove prove your point by creating something amazing and yeah. something useful and something that people want before they realize, oh yeah, true, that that's that's really something. And by that point, maybe they're already late. So it's it it must have been a tremendous uh, effort and you know persuasion for you to 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 find someone and tell them that yes you can do this you believe in this product rob believes in this product and that they should believe in it and and uh, put the movement inside this amazing case yeah but uh, the reality was that we we, we still didn't have anybody to make it and uh, in uh, in uh, I, I was at the time as I told you, uh, uh, at the head of, uh, of the chair watch design in Geneva. And uh, I created a, a scientific committee inviting some important people of the watchmaking world. Among them, mm -hmm. there was Jean-Marc Yeah, And uh, that is the owner of uh, Agenor. It is a company producing incredibly... Uh, yes. incredible amazing movements for um, most of the most interesting brand on the, on the market today and, uh, and they're based in Geneva so it's and based in Geneva yeah so one day I was having uh, lunch with him uh, talking about other stuff and uh, in the discussion I, I told him that I was working on a project but I I was not I, mean, I, I didn't even thought uh, back in time to to, to work with him because for me, it was a, a level that was not even reachable. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I knew is uh, you know, it was, you won, I don't know how many GPAG and whatever. I was not, yeah. I was too humble to ask it, actually. So I, 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 I in the discussion, I, I told him about, uh, I was working on, on this project. And uh, that, uh, that is, was, go was going to be a, uh, a central chronograph. And he looked at me, asked me more, more detail. So I, I went on and I, I explained more in, more, more in detail the thing. I showed him uh, a couple of uh, sketches and a couple of renderings. And at, point, at that point, he looked at me like angry. And he said, who told you about it? And I say, what you're talking about? Who told me about what? Say it's not possible that you're showing me these uh, these uh, these drawings. You who leaked the information? <laughs> you uh, say I still don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> I don't, don't 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 get stressed. I mean, uh, we can we can discuss. He said, "Well, it's actually seven years I'm working." on a central chronograph movement and nobody knows about it. How the hell you come with this design? So after a few explanations between us, we realized that we both had the same idea in two different places, in two different times. And we actually met uh, right at the moment where we were looking for somebody to make this movement. And it was starting to think to offer this movement to some brain. So once again, you kind of found someone who's 
like with Rob, you you just happen to stumble up on someone who's who just needed what what you had, and 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 he had what you needed. It's, it's an amazing uh, uh, coin. It's I don't even think it's coincidence anymore at this point. I think it's destiny, or uh... it, it is for sure. It's definitely not coincidence. But uh, the the thing is that. Uh... When I told him about Rob, about the, the California cars and whatever, Jean Marc doesn't give a shit about cars. He doesn't <laughs> really care at all. So he said, oh, it's this guy, Porsche is in California, nobody will care about it. So I had to, to, to let Rob come into Geneva to meet him. We had a great uh, day, all the three of us together. And uh, at the end of the day, we decided to to go ahead, the three of us. So we shaked our hand and uh, we agreed that we would use this movement that still needed a lot of development back, back in uh, 2015. So we realized after a few weeks that uh, we actually uh, weren't able to, to own the movement by, by ourselves because uh, the, the investment was too big. So we, we agreed with, uh, with Jean-Marc to participate in the development. And as he was collaborating already with other brands, to let him uh, offer the opportunity to, to jump into, into this, this development of the movement uh, and sharing the cost, the development cost among few brands in order uh, for each of us to be able to, to offer our own um, version of the movement. And if you notice, uh, the, among the brands that today carry the, the Asian graph, and uh, each of us is actually uh, carrying a different uh, specification and different uh, display because each of us, in the end, uh, developed his own uh, version, his own design of the, of the movement itself. So, yeah, that was a couple of years before launching uh, Singer. And uh, we spent the two years developing the movement, the design, and, and, uh, and so on. Uh, and uh, in June 2017, we were actually able to unveil the very first uh, track one that uh, eventually took uh, the, the watch world uh, uh, unprepared <laughs> to, 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 to understand what was going on because uh, we were uh, a completely new brand an existing brand before, uh, offering uh, an incredible movement with a ton of uh, innovation and a completely new way of reading the chronograph that is something that was never happened before. So, and I mean, the initial, the, 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 and then you, you kind of, you know, uh, the process was um, was speeding up quite fast after the track, the first track one came out, right? Yeah, yeah. We we, we went on and uh, we launched a second watch uh, after six months in Geneva, 
and uh, and then we we kept uh, offering a, a new version every let's say every six months, and uh, so yeah, things were were quite uh, quickly in the in the very in the very beginning, and we got uh, after three months of existence. We, we got the first two uh, international prizes for innovation. Okay. Uh, and the year after, uh, we got uh, the, chrono, the chronograph prize at SIAR uh, in Mexico. And one month later, we won the GPAG the chronograph uh, category. So, yeah, it, it was quite quite uh, amazing actually <laughs> but uh, yeah it's, it's still today it's difficult to to explain to people uh, how complicated is this uh, this movement and what the deep uh, innovation uh, that that is carried in, in this watch yeah absolutely I mean you know I think that um, uh, the, the for, for most people the focus is obviously on the dial but when you look at um consumers who who don't only enjoy looking at these watches but possibly um have the means of of purchasing them they're they're interested in 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 other things not only not only the looks anymore but also the the movement and of course there's a lot of enthusiasts who 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 will never own a singer but they still uh, enjoy uh the movement and and if you flip it over you see the display case back and you see that that the movement is is absolutely you know beautiful um visually mm -hmm. but um but it's also super complicated and and I think this the symbiosis of this too of the movement, uh, the Agenor movement in the back and inside the watch, and then the design, this vintage inspired or, or neo vintage, whatever you want to call it, um, case shape with the dial and the hands and the colors used. Um, I think this this creates this uh, really exciting timepiece that the, that the track one is. And since since the first one you released. Five of those, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So five iterations of the same model, and um, and now we're here because there's something else coming. As I mean, I guess probably uh, you know the last few years people were probably asking you when's the next one coming or what's the next one going to be or I mean you did a chronograph right like what's the next are you gonna do a tourbillon are you gonna do a time only piece are you gonna step up or step down or step sideways with with another chronograph and another design, so yeah, maybe maybe we should talk, or you should talk about what's next. Yeah, for you. Yeah, is a is a very exciting moment for me because uh, we are actually about to to release our second uh, watch, second model. Uh, when we created the the track one, we wanted to uh, to get. We did it in order to get into the watchmaking world in in the most uh, powerful way, I would say. We wanted to demonstrate mm -hmm. since the beginning that we were not kidding. We, we wanted to, to make sure that people understand that whatever we do, we do it at the maximum of the quality, at the maximum of the complexity, at the maximum of everything, because that's what Singer stands for. 
both in cars and watches. So we wanted to step into the watchmaking with a, a revolution on the chronograph that is one of the most complicated movements you can ever imagine. And uh, once uh, we, we did it, uh, and after a couple of years, we, we realized that we, there were a lot of people that, uh, that understood the product, that un were understanding the brand, but uh, that uh, probably didn't uh, understand the, the, the high complexity of, uh, of, the, of this chronograph. So I, as a designer, I, I really wanted to, to make an exercise. I said, I asked myself, what could be the simplest, the most minimalistic way of uh, displaying and using a chronograph that we could ever conceive. So I start, I start playing, I start designing, and uh, I came out with this, uh, with this uh, idea of uh, uh, reducing and taking out everything uh, from, the, from, the, from the dial, from the watch, and keeping just the, the minimum, that is our minute, that is our minutes and seconds. And uh, that's what was the, the first uh, flight track concept was. It was presented in, uh, in 2019, so a couple of years ago, almost two years ago. Uh, it was the idea of a, a watch that is an hour, minute, and second, where you can uh, transform the sweeping second of the watch into a flyback chronograph. So the, the principle is that uh, you need to, uh, you, you, are, you are able to, to use this, uh, this uh, central end as a one minute chrono. That is actually one minute, the base of every uh, chronographic scale you can find on, uh, on any chronograph. That is a tachymeter, a pulsometer, a telemeter, or, or whatever else. And uh, I found the idea very, very interesting, very exciting. And uh, since then, we, we developed the, the movement uh, that goes with, with, uh, with the same team that Vagino, that developed the, the, mm -hmm. the track one a uh, few years before. So we are, we are now going to, to present the uh, a prime edition of the flight track uh, that uh, is going to be uh, a very, very limited uh, and exclusive uh, version of the watch. will be produced in uh, 30 uh, pieces only. 10, ten pieces for uh, each of the three designs we'll, uh, we'll present uh, shortly. And so basically the, the watch, the case is very similar to the Track 1, obviously. It also has a pusher at the, the, the 2 o'clock position. It also has a, a crown at the 4 o'clock position. Yes. And, um, and then the hour 
hand is basically the bezel around the dial, right? Yeah. And the minute hand, so the dial, the watch has two hands. Exactly. The, the, min, the, hour, the hour hand is a bezel that turns around. The minute hand is there. It's a sword minute hand. And then you have um, an orange, um, sec, as you said, a, a 60-second hand, which also serves as the hand for the chronograph, for the flyback chronograph. Exactly. So it's um, it's absolutely a singer. I mean, even without the logo on the dial, you can tell that this is this that's something wrong with the track one. It looks like the track one, but it isn't. Obviously, it's a it's a simple version, but but the DNA, as as you guys always say, is is one hundred percent there. And uh, and they really wanted to uh, you know to keep this uh, DNA singer DNA. Uh, we are building the brand. We are building the. the history of the brand and we are building the 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 knowledge uh, in our client in our future customers uh, of the brand so we need to create a, a strong identity for uh, for us so that we are working in this in this direction yeah and and the these models and they don't i mean if you talk about you know creating history um, the the dial layouts of these three uh, three models they're all historical um, chronograph bezel layouts basically or or chronograph um, um, functions if you will as you said the the tachymeter the pulsometer and the telemeter so these are especially on, on chronographs from the 40s and 50s you could see them painted on the dial right and you can measure speed obviously with the tachymeter but you can or um, sorry distance or speed but you can measure uh, distance with a with a telemeter and um and with the pulsometer um your uh, your pulse so these are all historical um, features of, of early chronographs that, that you're using with this new model. Absolutely. I wanted to uh, reimagine, as we, <laughs> as we like to say, uh, iconic uh, functions uh, with, a, with a little twist that uh, each, uh, each of the three models uh, is actually uh, being designed to to express a specific uh, information. While in, 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 the, in the past, we used to have also multi-scale dials, for example, on, uh, on some uh, chronograph that are, uh, I found them beautiful, but they're completely impossible to read. So for us, the function and the usability is still the, the I would say, the focus. And the, the, the watch is, is a tool, in a way. Yeah. And if you cannot use it because uh, you cannot read the information, it's, uh, it's kind of a big problem for us. And with the new with the new um, model, the the Flytrack comes a new price, which is more accessible than the Track One. So you are you're also, as you said, you're trying to enter a different level or a different different price group. Uh, in any case. For your for your future um, audience or um, uh, singer owners, so you have thirty pieces right that you're launching, ten of each, so ten tachymeter, ten pulsometer, and ten uh, with a telemeter dial, um, and then the watch comes because these are just uh, uh, it's a very exclusive group of limited editions. 
Yes. That's not going to be the base, right? No. We'll, uh, so we, we are uh, offering the opportunity to, to acquire uh, one of these 30 pieces to, to our clients or to our future clients uh, in advance uh, on, the, on the future collection. So these watches will be made out of uh, titanium. So the watch case will be titanium. And the peculiarity is that each watch is numbered uh, with a gold uh, number on the case. So the, the number one will carry uh, a gold uh, applique on the watch case carrying the number, the digit one. Uh, and uh, this will be specific to these 30 pieces that will be never repeated uh, in the future and then next uh, April if ever uh, watches and wonders or Basel World or whatever uh, fair will take place we'll uh, introduce the the, the collection uh, the flight track collection that will be in, uh, in stainless steel and what's the what would be the price point i mean maybe you don't know the price on those ones but what's the price on these ones in case somebody's interested and also how can they uh how can they acquire one because there's also a very special way that you can you can get one of these watches so the the price the flight track prime edition uh retail price is uh twenty six thousand five hundred swiss francs. uh is a uh, Available on our uh, via, via our website or uh, at some of our retailers around the world, and um, and the future Flytrack uh, collection uh, in stainless steel will start at twenty five thousand. So that's a bit, uh, quite a bit cheaper than the track one. But obviously, we're talking about uh, um, maybe not an entry level singer, but definitely a. A different level than the track one was but um these i, I mean um the show notes in the podcast will have the link where, where um listeners can check out the watches mm -hmm. and um they they're all pretty pretty cool i don't know which one's my my favorite probably the i don't know maybe the tachimita i'm not sure they're all they're all quite interesting and and um i'm i'm really 100 positive that it's going to be a success these ones as well as the new ones i mean If they're just going to be half as successful as the track one was, then I think you're you're already okay. But that's that's not what we're aiming for, right? We're aiming for crazy success. Let's say that uh, the, with the flight track, uh, we, we we aim to get uh, a, a bit larger uh, audience, uh, right? Via the, the price that is a bit more uh, attractive, and the complication that is uh, definitely more. Uh, understandable more easy to access than the track one yeah and it's a complication i guess that i mean you can use the 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 chronograph in any watch but but when you really want to read and as you said in uh, most of the things we measure happens within 60 seconds so yeah. if you want to read that then then it's there's no easier way to do it than than on a on a watch that actually focuses on that and um and basically missing or 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 you eliminated every other feature that in this case could be disturbing yeah. um for the user marco we've 
we uh, we aimed for 30 minutes. <laughs> we are at around an hour, but um, it's been a very interesting one hour, at least for me. Um, as I said, we, we, we've known each other for a few years now, but uh, but there's been a ton of super interesting information that I've not known about you, of course, but also about Singer. So thank you very much for taking the time and, and telling us about your background, about the birth of Singer, um, you know, uh, Ajanor, Rob, uh, and and the new watch. Uh, hopefully, we can we can continue this, or maybe uh, we can persuade Rob to to have a call with us and yeah. and talk to us about his side of the story because I think his his story is, as I said, just as interesting as yours. Um, yeah. How he how he ended up in Burbank, California, from <laughs> from the UK. Um, but. Yeah, I mean it's it's been really great. Thanks a lot for for taking the time and and really telling us about your past and about your childhood. And there are so many questions uh, I, I would like to ask, but but we're running out of time. Uh, maybe next time we can talk about vintage watches because um, I think one time we talked, I told you we should go and and check out your vintage collection. We talked a bit about vintage Omegas and 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 other watches that may or may not have served served as inspiration for this model, and. Um, you know, much success with the new watch, much success with the company. And um, for everybody, if you'd like to uh, follow uh, Singer, you can you can follow them on Instagram on Singer Reimagined, um, or you can visit the website on SingerReimagined.com and you can check out uh, the brand. You can see Marco, you can see Rob, read the story, um, check out the collection. In any case, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Balash Ferenci. You can find me on Instagram at Ferenci Baj at or at Ferenci Baj and uh, follow us on Fratello. Make sure to check our latest uh, podcast episodes. They're coming pretty often, hopefully every two weeks or so. And uh, Marco, thanks again for joining us and um, hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you again and thank you for everybody for listening. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.